Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, I'm trying to, like, really build up my inner Eric Summer in that, like, going, like, the deep vibrato. And welcome to the... That, that's that's my goal now. No. I know I can never pull that off. He has the voice of No, you're not going to top Eric Summer. He's no. A, he's a freaking uh, audiobook uh, reader. Yeah, you're professional. Yeah. yeah. He's a professional voice actor. That's what he is. Are those considered voice actors, like the audiobooks? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they're part of the uh, the guild or yeah. the, not the guild, the uh, union. So I'm I'm really unsure. I think they're professional voice actors in a sense, but they're more narrators than anything because they're yeah, re- they're reading the story too. Yeah. Oh no! What I've really liked is I think they're called how's it going? Uh, Illuminous Cosmoctopus Wind. So, anyways, I heard an announcement of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, one thing I noticed was um, enhanced audiobooks, uh-huh. where they basically make it like a play. So they have like four or five voice actors. Oh yeah, and they have like sound effects, effects and Foley and like, artists. And oh, stuff. it's so good. I re- I really started loving those. Uh, like Star Wars did it really well, but they yeah. only did the the background noise. With, like with one guy. Yeah, so yeah. they'll have like the sound, yeah, the lightsaber and stuff like that. That was really good. But books nowadays are doing it, like audiobooks are doing it, but they're hiring like four different voice uh, use, uh, actors, narrators. Yeah. Um, and they're turning it into like a play being read to you with the background noise. So it's basically a movie without the visual effects. That, that would that would be very interesting. I, mean, I like them a lot. Uh, in fact, I, I need to buy some more audiobooks, especially since I'm going to go on this trip here soon. Right. Uh, I want to listen to something instead of the plane going... Yeah, just the whole time. No, I... Uh, we talked about this briefly last year, that I was going down that rabbit hole of, like, vocal analysis of, like, different, like, yeah. metal songs and stuff. And that was one thing that, uh, I guess, one of the persons I was listening to, she was saying that that she actually goes through and edits out, like, certain, like, sounds from her reading. Mm. Like, if she has, like, a, a nasal clip or something like that, that she'll, she'll like, go through and oh, edit out. And uh, apparently, like, that's a whole thing. Like, a lot of people go through and edit their own material, even if I'm thinking about doing it for Doom. With editors, yes. yeah. Sandman got a great... Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, mm. Actually, I to. have... Um, what is it? Uh, the Gods one. Right, by the same author, author, I can't think of the the name of it right now. That's a pretty decent audiobook. It's not Gaiman, it. is it? No, no it's uh, Neil Gaiman, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Sleeping American Gods, yes, yeah, that yeah. one. I, I do have that one. I, I was thinking about listening to it on the flight. Uh, but uh, there was one I wanted to talk about when it comes to that. Oh, I guess the wife used one of my uh, audio credits because I had Christmas. six and now I'm down to five. So. Oh, yep. So Remember, there was there was one that was really good. Well, we share them. Um, I get more audiobooks than she does, but she's when she's doing like the plane and stuff like that, she's got to do work on the computer. Yeah, she'll just listen to an audiobook while she's I'm, doing. I'm it. the same way. You know, I've had an Audible subscription for years mm-hmm. now, years, and yeah, every once in a while she'll be like, "Hey, let me download this book." Sure. It's like <laughs> the credits are going to expire anyway. Yeah. I have the full twelve. Uh, so well, no, see, mine, uh, I'm only allowed to hold six at a time. Oh yeah, I'm, and so I can do the twelve. Yeah, because I think you're playing for the, the higher level. Mm-hmm. I'm playing for the basic level. It's like $15 a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm only getting uh, a credit a month. You, I think you get like two credits a month or something like that for that level. You do get one? Yeah. But you you might have been grandfathered. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think I'm only paying like 10 or something. Maybe. I don't know. You I might have got grandfathered. Mine's 15 Yeah. And I get one credit a month. I can only hold six credits. 
But I've really been enjoying it, especially since when I got I got to drive her to the airport a lot. This week I did do it because she she wanted first off to drive to the airport and put it in long term parking just to see how it was going to be. I don't really need to go anywhere right now, especially because it's so hot. Yeah. So I'm like, go ahead. I, I bought my groceries last night, or yeah, it was last night. I just did a pickup order. Yep. Went and did that, and I'm good for the week. I don't have yep. to go anywhere. I got game night Wednesday. We're good. We're good. That's right. All right. Let's get into our episode. We got derailed terribly. Terribly, uh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, we're recording a little early for our Twitch watchers mm-hmm. um, because you have stuff to do tomorrow. You yeah, have to go and be I'll a, straight up say it. You have to be a dad. So. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, and I told him, like, last week I was like, hey, by the way, like, can we film early? He was like, well, what do you have to do? I was like, well, it's my daughter's birthday. He was like, oh, Mr. Brown. I'm like, oh, what? A- don't even give me that. I was like, everything my daughter does is more important than anything you have in your life. So, shush. All right. Anyway. Including giving you the gray hairs. That's right. That's right. It's, yeah, it, it is what it is, right? You no, know, I, I, was, I was just giving him crap. It was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, especially, no, I will defend a hundred... Especially, like, no, no do, do the next thing you said. Which was... Well, how about we record Friday? That's my wife's birthday. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. By the way, how was the movie? Uh, It, it was weird. It was weird. I will have to just tell you in detail. But we play, we watched a weird movie called um, No, no Hard, Hard Feelings. Feelings. It's a Jennifer Lawrence movie. It was a very interesting premise on it. No. No, the, the whole <laughs> the parents. It's a generic premise. It, it, that is a really dumb premise of that movie oh no it it's, is it's a really predictable movie but it has some it of the harkens, most throwaway obvious jokes in yeah. the world the thing is it harkens back to stuff like american pie right. and the hangover yeah but it doesn't do it well like like that was like over the top that was like national lampoon level like absurdity which, which is why american pie um and that's what made it well right never saw that so i wouldn't know <laughs> neither have i um specifically so the audio listeners can understand, uh, uh, talk to me. Yeah, not I, familiar with that movie. So, but there's there was one part, and I'm going to spoil just the slightest, like, meaningless little joke, where the, where the main guy is uh, is yelling at his parents, and he's saying all the things he's going to do. He's like, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start learning how to drive a car. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a new phone number. I'm going to change my passcode. And as soon as he said that, the, the mom just very subtly goes, to what? Like, just right in the background. I'm going to change my passcode to what? <laughs> this is the funniest little, this is like the most throwaway little, like, son. I was probably the only one in that theater who just loved that joke right there. The rest of the movie, I didn't care. But changing my passcode to what? Ha! And I was the only one. Yeah, of course so, I would, right? It, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, the, the, the most movie recent movie I've about. seen... I don't go to the movies all that often. I have a really nice setup for my living room to watch movies, so right. no, not a lot of And you have a choice of watching good ones, too. Yeah. But, so I went and saw Oppenheimer the other day. That one was really good. Yeah, I bet. I was so happy to take that. Well, look at the bright side. At least you saw that instead of Barbie. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and see, everyone has been telling me, like, that Barbie was actually pretty good. I'm not saying I would like it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I you would. You don't like a lot of stuff. No, so. because, and, and here's the reason why I'm like, why I'm not, I don't care to watch Barbie. Not because I'm alpha male. Not because I, I, I'm worried about wearing all pink. I would do all that. I don't care. I never grew up around girls. So I have no, no, like, background to anything that's Barbie, really. 
Mm, yeah, I get you know that. what I mean. Like I had girl <laughs> cousins, but it's mostly I grew up with two brothers, so right. it has nothing to do. Any me. video game movie, I have that understanding. Yeah. Like, the Lego movies, I have all of that background. Like, but I have, as far as toys go, that's the same reason. Like I wouldn't watch a GI Joe movie. Nobody in my family played with anything that was like military toy mm. at all. So like it's it, it's meaningless to me. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't or wouldn't like it. I don't know. I'm not saying I would like hate seeing it because I don't know. Because I have no background. I just wanted to show you this real quick because we're going to go over what we don't talk about. Yep. But yeah, that's the start. Oh, and goodness. Then... <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. So, um, yeah, so let's get into it then. Let's go ahead and begin because otherwise we're going to keep tangent. Yeah. Uh, get into our board game news here. That's right. Uh, today we're talking about board game breakdown. We're going to do a compare and contrast here later in the episode mm -hmm. between Fallout, the board game, and Fallout Shelter. There you is can also see one another of them one right above me over here. Here, there we go. Yep. There is another one also. It's like a, a miniatures. Oh, yeah. Structure. Neither of us have played, played this. that so one, can't yeah. compare it. But we thought since these two... You uh, get asked this a lot in yes, the stores. So. Absolutely. Whenever people see it, and they always go, I didn't know there's a Fallout board game. I'm like, yeah, there's another one over there. They're like, wow, is that the same thing? No. <laughs> Very different game. Yeah. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to do this compare and contrast. In fact, I think, was it you or I that came up with this episode idea? Uh, it was you, because uh, we, we were talking about, because our game night last week, I was mm -hmm. going to use uh, play Fallout with the Atomic Bonds expansion, which turns right. into a co-op. And right. you're like, you know, we were talking about we need to do a board game break, uh, compare and contrast, yep. and you came up with the idea, like, well, that's right. Well, let's compare Fallout Shelter and Fallout because this way I can just point people to this video. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we're going to be breaking that down. But before we do, we have some news that we're going to talk about. Now, tell the viewers real quick about what you told me about this this segment of news today. Yeah, so we normally do the news about once a month. And usually there's not a lot of news that really intrigue right, me. sure. There's we, some interesting stuff, but I don't want to just do like board game announcements, stuff like that. But there is some really good announcements, partially because of Gen Con and Essence season coming up. Uh, but there, I had 20 pieces of news because every time I watch like news segments or Cult of the News or watch it played or just look at board game geek news, yep. wherever I can find like news stuff, I'm like, all right, let me write this down. All right, let me write this down. And I just randomly found one. Just I was scrolling Facebook, and it popped up in my thing. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Uh-huh. So that, since I have a lot of news information, we're going to go look over our main ones, and I'll talk about some minor ones that didn't make the yeah. news cut. Uh, and we'll get into more depth after the show. Sure. But the first one I want to talk about is they're making a third Horrified. Wait, hold on. I haven't heard this. What? Yeah. And this is the is one I a... randomly found because I saw okay. it on two different game shops for pre-order. And this one intrigues me a lot more. And I did see the Board Game Geek. Uh, there is something up on Board Game Geek So about it's confirmed. It. It's yeah. just like, okay. Because uh, I know people have been There's no it. picture for the cover yet. It, I only have a name. Horrified? Can you guess where they went with this one? Because you have the, the... Universal Movie Monsters. The Universal right? Movie American Monsters cryptids. and American Cryptids. I mean, I would imagine either, um, if you're going off of that, you're either going like more Universal Movie Monsters, if they have more licenses, or going International Cryptids. That's I'll give you International Cryptids per se. They're actually going off of mythology. Horrified Greek Monsters. 
Greek monsters. So okay. Cyclops, Gorgons, or i.e. Medusa. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. That, uh, like a Chimera would be kind of cool. I don't know what that. The only one I saw is, in there. Is... The only one I saw yeah. was Medusa. But no. I was just going like a lot of the Greek mythologies and maybe stuff like Cerberus that. Maybe Cerberus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you know? Cerberus. Yeah. That would by far make me really excited and probably push American monsters to the bottom of the right. three because I love Greek mythology a lot right and the fact if your player characters are some greek heroes like heracles i swear to god if they use hercules i'm gonna be so pissed about that uh well hercules as we know him is roman yep heracles is the actual greek name and it's based on the fact that he was the bane to hera because it was uh, zeus's most famous son out of wedlock huh um but, like, Jason, Heracles, uh, Perseus, all those uh, characters, using yep. them as the heroes, and you have, like, sure. your special abilities and stuff like that. Like, Heracles could fight these monsters really strong. Jason could be really tactical like the other ones and, like, either carry extra stuff or has psychics. Yeah. Or I don't know. But it would be interesting how they did it. And, I again, I randomly saw this by stro- uh, scrolling on Facebook, and I saw um, Miniature Market had a pre-order for it. And then uh, someone posted about it because they saw it on uh, Boardlandia, I think is what it was called, the other store. And so they also sent the link in the the comments to the Board Game Geek stat. And I'm like, yep, this is going in the news. This is going to be the first thing I talk about because uh, I didn't hear it on Watch It Play, didn't hear it on Dice Tower News or any of like the normal board gaming news stuff that you get. Instead, (laughs) I found it because of pre-order. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, peak my interest. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, they're making the third horror. Fi- Shut up and take my money. Exactly. Right. That's cool. I'm excited about that. All right. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was there's there's a game that's being released at Gen Con um, that's uh, from CGE that's getting a lot of hype. It's called like uh, Cut No Horror or something like that. This I, is on my news. Yeah. Uh, it, it, are you gonna about talk the about materials? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. So. They, they talked about this, and this is very intriguing to me, because they announced, um, I don't know anything about the game, but I know it's a Euro game from, since mm-hmm. from CGE, and they announced that they're using a new type of material called rewood, mm-hmm. and the idea behind this rewood stuff is that um, it's kind of like a material um, of made of wood particles. It, it's wood cast off, basically sawdust. Yeah, basically sa- sawdust, and they're... Com- they're using a combining agent where they actually like mold it together and basically like liquefy it into like somewhat of a plastic mold. Yeah, and they make it into a mold and it's supposed mm-hmm. to replace plastic. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it probably uses some parts of plastic, but not entirely. Um, I guess the idea is that they can use this. Uh, they're known to use a lot of wood bits and stuff. They're trying to be more eco-friendly, which makes sense, um, especially nowadays. <laughs> a lot more people are doing it. Yeah, more acrylic sandies would be fine. Uh, but yeah, they're trying to make this new material. No, but if you you check it out, uh, I think Dice Tower. Uh, yeah, it was in the Dice Tower uh, Summer Spectacular yeah. where they were making all these announcements. That whole video. Yeah. When they were talking about it, that's where I got the news from. Yeah. When they were talking about it, like you, if you go to Gen Con, the, uh, they'll have it at their table so you can yes. fill it. Apparently, mm-hmm. it feels close to plastic, but yeah. it's molded like. A plastic mini or something right. would be made of. And there's no waste involved. Yeah. Like, I mean, when they're making like pawns or certain specific shapes, like meeples and stuff, there's always that waste mm-hmm. extra. They're using all of the wood 
there's no reason they couldn't just like grind down a log and then use yeah. pieces of it for that. I, I think that's a really smart idea. Well, the thing is, from my useful. Uh, understanding of it, because you can go look on um, CGE's website and they have mm -hmm. an article about it too, yeah. is what they're doing is like when they're, there is ways when you're making stuff like meatballs and yeah. basically cutting the wood mm -hmm. for it, um, you have all this sawdust, all these particles that are cut out, so you you blend it down, you make a pulp out of it, you put it with the binding agent and it combines, it uh, is a, a recycled uh, wood that is supposed to be the equivalency in thickness of plastic. So, I I, I was really intrigued by this. That's why it was yeah. on the news. I'm I like, mean, it, it's definitely they're thinking outside the box. Like, mm -hmm. I uh, the Miller Zoo game that I talked about recently. Yeah. Uh, when I got a copy of that, they didn't include Ziploc bags. I don't know if I brought brought this up. I think they're trying to be either more thematic or more eco friendly. Mm -hmm. But they included like the peanut bag that you get at like a carnival. Those yeah. are what you hold your components in. Yeah. Which is great. Not a great solution for the components, but it's an awesome idea. Yeah. And it was really thematic. So, so like, I don't know. I about, feel like this should do well. I don't know. Trees do really well with humidity, so. Yeah, well, plastic doesn't. doesn't yeah, and plastic you. doesn't like humidity all that much because if you're using baggies and stuff like that, or if it's just in a really moist area, they, they can get moldy, so. Who knows how the the rewood is going to look? Up. Right, uh, exactly. Because I'm, I'm really we don't know what the binding agent is yeah. too. Like, I mean, we're we're assuming it's plastic like. Yeah, but we don't actually know. Yeah, that. It might be know. like some kind of resin. Yeah, so I'm sure what the the thing is. It doesn't really say. It just says binding agent on their thing. Yeah, I'm but sure it's some kind of proprietary. But well, what's interesting about that is, did you watch the entire announcement? I believe I did. Apparently, uh, I'm forgetting something it, by it's, that point. It's not proprietary. Uh, it it kind of is, but they they made an agreement with the, the warehouses to do it. Oh, sure. To open yeah, it yeah. up to other companies right. to try yeah, it out yeah. as well. But they, they were, yeah, it, but it's still like something that like the company has yeah. invented, right? Yeah. It's something that they work together to produce, which is cool. It would be really interesting. I, I And the thing is, that game that it's coming out in doesn't really interest me it, it it's fine but C cgi sure. there's really really good games and then there's ones that i'm just not interested in this is no. one that i'm not interested in but i do want to check out and i think our friend dom's interested in it so yeah. i think so he's probably gonna he'll buy the game yeah. so we can try we'll out check pieces. it out yeah all right your next piece uh, my next piece of news is a vassal law if the game is good it's going to be reprinted okay in this game needs a reprint and I like the company that is doing the reprint. It they, they do great games. I'm assuming 25th century. No restoration. No. Oh, Lucky Duck is reprinting I think I've heard of this. a classic El Grande. Yes, yes, I have heard of this one. We, you and me both like El Grande. We yep. think it's a fun game. It's, it's, winner. it's a really good game. And Lucky Duck does really great productions. Uh, mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly how they're going to re or re not retheme it, but reprint right. it. But it can't be any worse than the game from 1990. I'm sure the Cube Towers could be digital. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. No, uh, uh, but it's intriguing the fact that they're going, especially because when you expect Lucky Duck is a lot of the the app integration and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You look at Chron Chronicles of Crime, uh, Destinies. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's about uh, app integration, but the fact that they're bringing back this really big classic Spiel des Jahres winner, what, 99, I think? Uh, Six, 90, back. I want to say 93. 93 or 94, yeah, it's pretty old. Well, 
it's a Spiel des Jahres winner. It's a really good game. Classic. Lucky Duck is bringing it back, which I want to see how this game is going to look. Because there was another one that just recently came back. Kalis. Mm-hmm. The newer game surpasses the old game. So I want to see what Lucky Duck does. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Lucky Duck, they've been really... You know, I talked with a few of the people at, uh, at Gamma. And I think, if I understand the story correctly, and if I remember it correctly... Basically, Lucky Duck, it was like a software engineer's passion is that he played board games. Mm-hmm. And when he had plenty of money, he just decided to open up his own company and focus just on board games at that point, which makes sense with a lot of the app integration because that's yeah. kind of his background already. Um, Illuminous is excited about a couple other games. Lucky Duck is also publishing Cosmoctopus and uh, also the Dice Throwing Lord of the Rings game. Oh yeah, Cosmo is from bringing Michael up. Reineck. Yeah, yep. uh, they're also doing a uh, an expansion for um, the card game. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yep. I may or may not be on the <laughs> list to receive a copy of that. We'll see. <laughs> All right, next piece of news that I have, I'm just going to talk about it briefly. Um, there's no question that Daniel and I are fans of Stefan Feld. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason, and you know, I'm not going to every single time there's a new Stefan Feld or a new. Uh, Prospero Hall or a new Phil Walker Harding game that gets announced. I'm not going to bring it up, always. But this one is an expansion for a game, which is we rare do. from a couple of reasons. One, I mean, Queen doesn't make that many expansions, but the expansion is coming to... Um, I mean, they make enough, right? <laughs> but no, no, they don't make that... Like, It's not that often that they make expansions for... like It's not every game, right? Yeah. Uh, much less throw a Kickstarter for it. And they decided to throw one for Marrakesh which they're going to be doing shortly. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, Campbell's and something. Um, but they're going to be doing an expansion for Marrakesh, the Stefan Feld game, which also, Stefan Feld is not exactly known for his expansions. He really? doesn't make too many. Really? Really. Castles of Burgundy has, has a lot. <laughs> no, they have a lot of modules. Modules are expansions. They're called modular expansions for a reason. Right, if they were combined together. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a cause... Or that's a modular expansion. Otherwise, it's just a module. But I'm saying, like, he doesn't... He, yeah, he'll make, like, a bunch of small ones. He doesn't tend to make, like, a full box. There was, of course, for uh, Merlin, right? Merlin. And uh, there's, you know, a few others of his. Like, Trajan never got one. I'm trying um, to think of another one. Let's see over here. Uh, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, the what is that hard one? The Bonfire well, got one. Yeah, Bonfire. And I own that one, too. But it's just, like... Out of all the games that he's made over the years, like he'll make like maybe like a tiny little one, not one that would warrant a full Kickstarter. Is what I'm saying. Mm. But then so. again, that is not Stefan Fell warranting the full Kickstarter. That's Queen. That's, that's just true. that's how they do that's it. That's true. It's it's a pre-order system for that, them at, at this, this point. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So anyway, one of our favorite designers of all time. Getting an expansion of Man, we really, really cool did. Game. We really did like that one. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want more content for it though. True. That's a lot. True, but if it's a modular expansion, I'm fine with it because you can take it in and out. It, it's not something that. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the expansion. You got to put all of this in there. You could choose not to, or like right. I really like this part of the expansion. I don't really care for this. Well, let me put the camels in. I hope they don't add more colors of pieces. <coughs> oh god, there's, there's already so like many. twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the next bit of news I have here does ha- have nothing to do with actual. Well, it does do with board gaming, but it's not an actual physical game. It's a YouTube series that is being produced by CGE. You, spent, you talked about it with the uh, Kunta Ora. Uh, this one is called Making a Board Game, and they're releasing them in episodes, and it's on YouTube. Um, 
they've interviewed the first one is mainly and i haven't watched it all the way through but they mainly watched it based on their um their stuff but episode two they interview like people like tom vassal other board game designers that are not attached to cge the main one was um the first one had the the guy who did uh vladimir is it suchi i think is the one that uses it with them a lot yeah, so they're they're interviewing it, and I think it's supposed to be like a four or five part series releasing every week or so. Uh, I like I said, I don't know a lot about it. I just saw the news about it and I looked it up, and it's actually been recommended to me a couple of times. So I started watching it, but then I had to go somewhere. Okay. Uh, looks really interesting. Check it out. I think it's really cool. It's called Making a Board Game, and it's a documentary from CGE, so it's on their YouTube channel. Cool. All right, the next piece of news. I just got word of it today. Uh, because this is a piece of news that is starting tomorrow. We're fans of Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, did you see about this? I only saw, I didn't read about it, but I just... So, they they are beginning um, something that I guess they started last year, but this year they're, they're redoing it. It's called the Board Game Arena's Summer of Games. And it's mm. starting on August 1st, which if you're watching this live, that is tomorrow. If you're watching this on replay, it is whatever... Uh, it, it, whatever day it, it's August 1st. Yeah. So what they're going to do is they are going to officially release a game on that website every day of this month. Mm-hmm. So all through August, they're going to get yet another new release. Now I'm sure some of them could have been betas already. Yeah. Some of them might be like smaller micro games, but every single day we're going to get a new one. So 30 more games as newly released or officially released on the board game arena. And if you're watching this live, you have a chance to go do this. They're going to have a calendar, and you can kind of uh, you can get a little trophy. There's different ways to get achievements yeah. and trophies. They gamify it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go in and log in and on every single day, you can claim your trophy. They are all once-ever once trophies <laughs> that you can try and get throughout the whole course of this month to incentivize people coming to check out what's the new game. Web traffic. Not. Yeah, of course, which makes sense, right? Yeah. But I, you know, I really like the fact that they're doing stuff like this now. Like yeah. this is, like, I've always kept an eye on their beta games. I've always bookmarked everything that I've already been familiar with playing. I just feel like this is awesome. Um, and for premium only, I don't believe so. I think you could be he, a strong he member. He does arena now, more than I do. Uh, I do have premium, and that's because the only difference really that I've found is that there are certain games like kind of like the new hotness. That you can start a game. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, if it just came out last month, I might be the only person on my game group who can start, start the game yeah. and then invite whoever I want, where anybody else can always join any game mm-hmm. that's open. But the thing is, you have to be on their on their server, you yeah, know? which is fine. Uh, but if you want to play a game, the, someone in the game group should have premium. That's the only real difference that I found. Um, so these new releases probably will be the same thing, but there'll probably be enough hotness around it and people will go check it out and you'll, sh- you should be able to get it on the table. Okay. So my next piece of news and my last piece of news now, since you stole my other thunder, um, this one really, really got me excited because I am a big, big fan of the video game that they're basing this off of. And I'm pretty okay with the company though. They've been getting on my list lately, let's just say. Uh, and that company is Gray Fox. They're releasing RimWorld the board game. And I'm a huge fan of RimWorld. It's one of my favorite games. It's probably one of my most played games on this computer other than, say, Civ Six. 
So I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know how they're going to correlate it into a board game uh, world because uh, RimWorld is basically a sandbox game of survivors. And so you get raided. You uh, So the board game, I don't know how they're going to get the raids to you. Uh, how you also can make it where it's not raiding you and you can just make it like a civilization. I'm going to go to this over here to trade with them and get back into outer space. So there's it's a sandbox game. So I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do it because the whole big part of that game is the raiding system. So you have to defend yourself and then you can imprison some of the raiders and then convert them over to you and then you get new pawns for your your uh, civilization. So it's just, it, it's interesting. I want to see how they're going to work it. It's going to go to Kickstarter sometime next year, I think early next year. I think that's what their big game is going to be. So RimWorld, the board game by Gray Fox Games. All right. And the last piece of news, you and I have been clamoring to talk about this ever since we found out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. In fact, we sat and watched a two-hour uh, German-only video. I listened uh, to it more than anything because I was scrolling uh, online because I couldn't really understand a lot of it. Right. I, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, what are some of these cognates that are actually... Yeah, especially out? when they were, like, interviewing the people and it, all they spoke was the German. They didn't do it in yeah. English. And I was like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. There was a couple that were in English, like Adam's Apple games. Like yeah. They, they spoke them. So anyway, uh, this they announced the Spiel Jahres winners this year, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll briefly talk about them. I have words. There's, there's hundreds <laughs> of channels that always talk about them. The reason why I feel like I'm fairly qualified to talk about it is I own all but now one Spiel Jahres winner. I actually own it. Yep. Wait, what? The one that I... You don't own. I don't own the physical copy of it, but I got it on my Switch. Oh, well, whatever. That's not, <laughs> that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. But anyway, we're, we're going to talk about the Spiel des Jahres winners. Real quick, uh, kids, uh, the Kinder Spiel des Jahres Mysterium, was right? Mysterium Kids, yeah. which I found out how that works. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, the way it works is that you're trying to clue uh, the other players onto one of the cards. So it might be like um, a, a sledgehammer smacking a piece of wood mm-hmm. or a cat scratching a chalkboard or uh, like rainfall or whatever. And you're given a little hand drum. And you have to kind of, like, imitate the sounds and get the other people... Like, you can only communicate through this seance piece of a hand drum. Which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, when I found out that that's actually how that works, I'm like, okay, I'm actually a little intrigued. See, I didn't put this on my news list because I knew it was going to be on yours. Oh, of course, that. 100%. <laughs> this, is, this is my thing. Now, the the next one, I know, waiting for... Uh, the, the Kenner Spiel, which is the one that you have... <sighs> Challengers was the winner of that one, which you own, you like. I, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. It's a good game. I have fun with it. Yep. It beat I, out Planet Unknown. It beat Planet Unknown, which was my pick, which I think should have won the Kinnerspiel. In fact, who was the other one that was nominated? Uh, Icky. I think either one of those would have been a fine Kinnerspiel winner because it's supposed to be the gamer's game. Challengers should not have been in the Kinnerspiel. It should not have been. It is, it's too, it's, it is the epitome of the Spiel des Jahres, the way they've been voting lately. It's very simple. It's very family-friendly. Uh, so I, when they said uh, Challenge is winning, I'm like, I I, ha- I don't agree with this at all. I, I understand it should have won. In fact, if it went into the actual place where it's supposed to be the Spiel des Jahres, I think it would have won there too. Because it is a much better game than some of the others are in there. Because uh, the other one that was nominated was the Repos one. Fun facts for the spill. 
Uh, yeah, there was Fun Facts. Uh, Thor Romantic. Thor Romantic and uh, London Under. Uh, yeah. So next station London. Next station London. Yeah, yeah. It could have beaten any one of those three games, but the yeah. fact that they put it into the Kinner when you have things like Quacks of Quinlanburg, uh, Broom Service, Wingspan, uh, Paleo. Uh, what is the other Exit. one? Living Forest. Exit. That should... And then Challengers. That just... It, one of these things is not like the others. So, not that I have any problem with Challengers. I like the game a I lot. feel like you dislike it a little bit more now. No, I still like it. I'm going to pick up Challengers too, and then have like a mega ability to do like a mega tournament for it. It'd be pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I just... It shouldn't have been in the Kinderspiel. Mindbug should have taken it, huh? <laughs> what are your words? You played. I, I don't disagree with it. I mean, <laughs> I I like I like Planet Unknown more. Oh, I like Planet Unknown more too. So, um, but I don't disagree with it. Like, I I think it makes sense that it won. No, it doesn't. It is not a Kinderspiel game. I I'm the not, only game I've, I I no my argument is not it's not oh well it it it's so light it shouldn't be in the category. I'm saying it makes sense that it won because I feel more people would have more fun with it than Planet Unknown. I do. But the, I, the fact of the matter is the Kinderspiel is the gamer game, not who would have more fun with it. That's why you should have been in the Spiel, not the Kinder. Not necessarily. Yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with the fact that they didn't put that in the Spiel. I do think that that is too complicated. It is not that complicated. I do think it is complicated enough where I understand their reasoning. I'm not... Now, if this was eight years ago, right, then, yeah, it fits perfectly in. Like, Dominion is significantly more complicated than Challengers. I give you that. Yeah. But just because of how much variety Ticket to Ride is, is more complicated than Challengers. No, no, no. Oh, no, yeah. it's not. It is, too. You're, the only agency no, you have not. in Challengers it's not is the, the card draw. It's not the fact of it. I'm just saying... I think more families would have. Remember, send your hate mail to Daniel at, uh, at everydayboardgames.com. That's right. No, I I get it. I don't disagree with their with their win. Um, and again, like, I, yeah, exactly. If we're talking about more complex games, then Brass is going to win every year. Okay, here's oh, okay. a here's a it, thing about that. that. I get your reasoning, and I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that regardless of whether it should or should not have been in that category, if you take that factor out of it. I get why it beat the other two games. I get why it beat the other two games. Because they're lazy and don't want to do game. the actual thing. No, no, no. I just think that's a more... This debate topic. Game yeah, we're turning this into a debate topic. Yeah, regardless of what the weight was. It is not a more fun game. I think it's pretty darn fun. I, I, I like it pretty darn fun. I think it you should, hate it now. No, it's just... You should sell your copy to me. I'll buy it for five bucks since it's a piece of no, trash. No, I will throw you a bone and give you five bucks. No. At most. First off, you're not getting it from me for five bucks. If you're going to get it, you're going to pay double what I paid for it. Okay. <laughs> if well, you I'll like it so much. It's good. It's <laughs> I, fun. It's a good game. I'm not saying that. It shouldn't have been I, I in the gamer's just, game. I, I don't think... I don't think that's the point I'm making. Yes, it is. No, I'm saying I get You're why. You're saying it beat the other two because it's more fun. Well, yes. I'm saying my argument is that the fact that it wasn't more fun, and it wasn't more fun than the other games, it shouldn't have been in the gamer game category. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been. I'm, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying consider You're making a whole roundabout. 
Like, it doesn't matter whether it should or shouldn't have been. It was, and therefore I get why it won no, I compared get why to the won. games. It shouldn't have been in the category. That's right. my argument. I mean, if they threw Rhino Hero in the Ken- Kenner spiel somehow, I would. my vote would be for Rhino Hero because it's more fun. I don't think they were voting for which one would appeal to the most gamers. I think it's which game would have the most plays. I'm done with this Even argument. though they put it in the wrong You guys category. have a good night. We're calling it quits. All right. Have a good night. That was the end of Everyday Board Games right there. <laughs> no. It's, all right. But anyway, let's go to the actual Spiel de Jahres winner. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They don't. They don't release that information. It, it's a no. It, it it's not the specific people. It's a panel of uh, of a couple hundred people. Yeah. That but are, they don't tell you who's on the panel. It it's like families, people involved in the in the thing. It's a nonprofit that, organization. But here's like the thing. That's why I like the Dice Tower, Dice Tower Awards better because they tell you who's all on that panel. There's information. Where you can go, yeah, because it's all people involved in the industry that you know their names of. These are just like unnamed German families, basically. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna do produce something like that, you need to release who the votes are. I'm telling you, yeah, you're you're way more offended by this. Like, like I'm surprised you didn't throw your phone halfway across the room when you saw that. Like, this is I don't have that kind of anger. Okay. Every viewer of the of first this, off, no. you're saying that, that I get so it's so angry that I'm gonna yes. throw my shit and break yes. it like that's gonna do anything. You've almost broken that lightsaber over me <laughs> out of a game. Of, an exactly. It sounds bogus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. Challenge still won. It's fine. But um, <laughs> which is possibly the better of the games? Dig anyway. So. The Spiel des Jahres, um, there was three games. There was Next Station London that was nominated. There the was only one I played Fun is Facts. Facts. And there was uh, Dorf Romantic. And Dorf Romantic, this is the first year that a IP game ever won. Yeah, ever, ever then. Because it used to be a, a video game. However, the video game was inspired by board games. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, haven't played it yet. I have bought it because it was on sale right. on Switch. So I was like, I'll pick it up. Just haven't. Yeah, been playing no, my Switch it, lately. It, it looks cool. In fact, so much our mutual friend Jim, he out of nowhere, when I told him, I was like, "Oh yeah, some game called Dorf Romantic." He was like, "Wait, the video game?" I was like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, I know there was a video game after." He's like, "Oh, that game's cool." Like, and he had long played it before, so he already knew about I it. I just, I just have one issue with Dorf Romantic. First off, it's not here in America, so we can't really tell anything about right, it. Right, right. But I've yeah. heard it's it's very multiplayer solitaire esque, even though it's co op. No, you're all playing one, one in one central area. Yeah, but from what I heard, it just it's it's very from people who have played it, it's very kind of multiplayer solitaire. It's like, oh, I can do this or I can do that, and we're working together, but n- not really, because it's you don't you don't have a lot of agency, is what I'm trying to say. Mm, not from what I've seen, but I don't know. I mean, I've grind. I haven't played it. This is one watch the reviews. Out. Now, I, I have. It doesn't look anything that's solitaire. I mean, it's it looks more like it could be alpha really easily. Mm-hmm. So, but um, Me too. one of the things about it. So, Next Station London, really smart Matthew Dunstan game. I think this might be one of his first nominees ever. Nominations for Spiel. I don't think. Matthew I think Dunstan he's got has... some kid spiels. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has before this, but I might be wrong. Maybe one I... before, but uh, he came up. Representing the Australians, you know, 
which is pretty good to see. Um, anyway, he he was nominated for Next Station London, which is a super cool game. It's a roll and write, but you're using different colors. So you follow the same direction, but you have different ways that you have to approach it. Um, fun facts. Honestly, I thought fun facts was just too simple of a party game. It's too generic. Um, like, just that's, one was that's, smart. That's, don't get me wrong. I like fun facts. It's my least favorite of the three of the repos games. I agree. I, I do like it, though, because it's it's interesting what it's doing. It's a great icebreaker game. So if yes. you're taking it to... Uh, I lent it some friends for them to use for a company party when you right. got new employees. Because there's some interesting questions in there. Uh, so yeah. one of them was like, how likely are you to skydive out of one, 0 to 100? If you know the person's really well, you you, pl- you can play the game a lot sure. better. But when it's coming to, like, when you're introducing to new people and allows you to break that ice and get to know each other, I, I thought it was great what it did. It shouldn't have been in the spiel either. Right. Because it, it's it's it, it it's was, not much of a game. It was a generic party activity. Yes. Right? And, well, not generic. It, it, it's innovative. It's yeah. New. It, it's it's but, cool what it does, but it's yeah. just compared to So Clover where you have to get clues to the word, the right. two words that are sitting there, or... Just one where you have to zero in onto what the, the, the thing is, right. but without giving the same answer yep. to get more choices. And, and we saw the newer repost game, too. That, what is that one called? I, I forget what it's called, but it's similar to um, Party Playoff by Cranium. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I feel like that's the same thing. It's like they're, going, they're, they're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle that Just One had. Um, they did so it with So Clover was, close. So Clover was really cool, um, but... After that, I'm not sure. Like, it's but just then a again, party game. Th- this is the same general area that voted challengers for the Kinderspiel. So, oh, here we go again. Oh my, this is this Illuminous, um, This is this is. But I'm saying this video is video game reskins a board game. Yeah, except The Witcher. That was a great game. Uh, maybe our breakdown of the Fallout games might convince you otherwise. Stay tuned. But back to what I was saying before I was rudely oh, no, interrupted. I'm, I'm trying to change it. But the, <laughs> but I'm saying, but this is the general area because they're a German company. So maybe they're going for these simpler, lighter, more activities than actual games. No. And the, the repos, because like you were saying, the newest one looks like a party playoff riff. Mm-hmm. So. So you're saying that maybe the judges were aiming for like just because it's like simpler and easier for more people to get a hold of? No, I'm just saying because that's their style. That's what's going on. Which hurts because I really liked a lot of those really meaty euros that came out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Stefan Feld. <laughs> I've heard recently they've ousted him to a different country. No. Probably have. He's, oh he, he's part of those French designers now. <laughs> right. It's like he's just been adopted by Antoine Gauza. <laughs> this is weird. This guy. His name is now Stefan oh, Feld. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Let's do like a quick rundown real quick. Uh, other game announcements. Uh, we've talked about it on the chat with NPC Aaron because you saw it at Gamma. That's right. Uh, Funko's doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I think it's called Slaughterhouse. It's a one versus mini game. Yep. Uh, I did like this piece of news. Uh, I just didn't want to write it down, but Exploding Kitten- Kittens are starting up a kid's line. They've okay. already announced four games um, for that line. My parents might be Martians. Hurry up, chicken butt. I want my teeth back and the best worst ice cream. This uh, this is news for you. The newest Funkoverse set has been uh, ta- uh, released information-wise. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's lock, stock, and barrel. Yep. And what's interesting about this set is that they could be separate characters or yep. they could be combined into one. Yep. I did like this that. This is pretty cool. They yeah. can, you still have to uh, 
play of the separate though. Yeah. That's the only bad part. Uh, Everdale Far Shore was announced. Um, from everything I saw, it's a lot like Everdale, so I, I might pick it up. I might not. Sure. Uh, this one was interesting, but it's. I such... wonder if this one will also have like a tree that's obnoxiously no. large. It's not there. No. That's good. Uh, I finally learned. The only reason I'm not putting this, I didn't put this one on my news, is because it's been out for a while. The no. One Ring from the Lord of the Ring Magic: The Gathering set has been has found. Been found. Yep. It, it was in graded. Canada. Yep. It's been graded. It's been put in a vault, uh, a safe deposit box. Yep. Uh, the guy has remained anonymous. He's talking through a lawyer, and he's they're only taking serious bids. Which is honestly the smartest thing you could have done. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, which this one's interesting news. Zombie Side is getting a Monty Python expansion. That was on my list last month, <laughs> and it just got ousted out. Yeah. No. Uh, Mordred was on Kickstarter. I I did like this news by Funko. Avatar: The Last Airbender Crossroads of Destiny game was announced. It's a co-op game that has about fifteen narrative encounters. It's got twelve replayable combat challenges, and it can be either as an individual scenarios or as a campaign. Uh, Terraforming Mars is coming up with a Kickstarter for its Solo Plus Prelude 2. So they're going the the Catan route where their their uh, expansions are getting expansions. That's right. Uh, the documentary I talked about. Another company is shutting down. They mostly did accessories. This is Dogfight Games. Uh, Keymaster picked up uh, Tasty Minstrel's Harvest. Oh, okay. Uh, this is an interesting one. There's going to be a reprint and a retheme of the old game Chinatown by Repos. It's okay. called Waterfall Park. I like that theme. Cool. Yeah. Uh, th this one intrigued me. This is more for our friend Dom. A board game was announced by Board and Dice called Nucleo. Yes, it looks, I saw that, and that looked really cool looking. It, to me, it looks like a cross between Power Grid and Brass almost. Right, but then I saw it was like Tuskini and Tursky. Uh, and like, no, it's, uh, uh, it's Tursky and Luciana. Lu oh, Luciana, yeah. Uh, this one I, I put down for you, just in case you didn't get enough news information. This is the year of Kenizia, apparently. Yes, Four that. games are coming out. One uh, from Horrible Game, or Guild, I forget what the start, something Starry Lane or something like that. Yep. Which... Actually, it was kind of a funny video. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, an ingenious reprint from Cosmos. Yep. Uh, of course, My Island, the sequel to My City, is coming out this year. Mm -hmm. And one just for you, a cat game by Rebel Studio. Yeah, Malem. Or Malem whatever. or something yeah. like that. No, I'm all right. <laughs> and this is the one that got pushed off because of the horrified announcement. Yep. I, I really did find this intriguing because you and me have talked about it. We we you probably both of us are gonna get a copy of this one because it's a smaller version of a really really big game that's very very light. Foundations of Rome is getting a reprint by Arcane Wonders yep. next year. It's called Foundations of Metropolis. It's gonna be a smaller retail version of Foundations of Rome with no minis. Yep. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Finally, they're tired of people making their own homebrew <laughs> copies. Because that game is ridiculous and it's yep. expensive and I understand it's nice. I don't have the shelf space for the boxes for that those games, yeah. uh, and so I'm happy they're getting a smaller retail version. That's right. Cool. Well, that was a lot of news <laughs> to take in from a non-news channel. Let's get into the actual com compare and contrast. This we haven't done one of these in a little while. In we a don't little do while, these yeah. too often. And then this is the first one that's under the the board grade breakdown moniker rather than shits and giggles. That's right. And so we're gonna break down Fallout Shelter versus Fallout. Uh, two different board games. From the same company. From the same company. There's a comparison right there. Yep. <laughs> and uh, with these episodes, 
Our goal is that if you like one, this will help you decide whether you may or may not like the other, or if you've been interested in any of those and you want to get it the most out of your Fallout world, this is hopefully going to help you with that. Yeah. But that being said, I have not played any Fallout video games. I want to add that as a disclaimer. I know you have, right? I have played almost all of them almost except of them. for... Uh... There's like a Brotherhood of Steel tactics right. game, and then there's one other one that I haven't played. But yeah. like I played one, two, three, New Vegas. Oh, uh, I only played seventy six for a little bit, so I can't really give too much on that. Sure. One. That's so a, on keep my... that in mind. He's definitely a big Fallout fan. I have no mm-hmm. no love for the IP. I don't really care. But let's get into the game. All right. So where do you, I honestly? Let's start with the comparisons because it's probably gonna be the easiest one. They both have a similar theme. Mm-hmm. Um, both are based on Fallout. Hence Both the are names. based on Fallout, though they're slightly different. Yes. Uh, when it comes to that theme, because Fallout itself, the actual Fallout board game, right. is based on the video game IPs. Mm-hmm. Fallout Shelter is based on an app game IP. Uh, so this one you're building, and it, that one is technically not canon to yep. the Fallout universe. Whereas Fallout board game based off the video games, it's it's not really canon, but what the series it's based off of, those are canon games. Yep. Cool. But, yeah, they're both Fallout themes. They both have, like, Death Claws and Super Mutants and Raiders and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, both base games are competitive. That's one of the notes that I wanted to talk about. Uh, you have to buy a specific expansion to make one of them co-op. Yeah, exactly. They both start off being versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout Shelter it stays versus. It's a worker placement style game. Yep. Whereas uh, Fallout... The board game uh, from Fantasy Flight mm-hmm. is it more of like uh, it, it's standard Fantasy Flight fare. If you're familiar with any of those style yeah, of games, dice chucking. It, there's some dice chucking. There's some exploration. There's a lot of story-driven elements to it. Um, you will be really starting cool off with just story-driven a few, element with this yeah, one. You'll be starting off with just like a few scenarios, a few uh, storylines, which have branching pathways depending mm-hmm. on which uh, half of the storyline you go. It has a big deck of like scenario cards that get added to. Um, sometimes you'll ha- be able to boost up like the encampments, the the industries, whatever those are called. Um, yeah, but yeah. The, each of the different ways leads you down a different path, which I'm assuming has is similar to some of the paths that you take in the video game. Somewhat, yeah. Um, I don't think they're exactly based off of it, but it's yeah, they are. Oh, are they? Okay. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that you get in the board game they take from. The video games mainly this uh the board game itself was based off uh the fourth game mm-hmm. in the boston commonwealth area new england and the reason being is because that uh, that was the game that was out when this board game was designed so a lot of your characters starting out is based off the fallout uh, 4 brand uh the the one they recommend you start with is called the commonwealth so you have the institute versus the um uh, railroad uh, is what they're called and so you have different things and you become loyal to one or the other depending on what you want to do uh but yeah they, a lot of the some of the other scenarios are based off the third game uh, another one is based off new vegas so mm-hmm. they are based off these games itself yeah. if we're if we're to break down our recommendations which we'll get more into later on yeah um you know the size of the box really does help describe the size of the game. Yeah. Now, there's a lot going on in both, but, I mean, the Fallout Shelter is packaged in a tin. Yeah, it's pretty it's, small. I'll, I'll show our viewers how big it is, but it's 
like I can hold it in one hand and it's yep. not and it looks like a lunchbox in all honesty. Yep. It's about the size of a tin lunchbox. Yep. And then the other one is a big standard ticket variety size box. Yep. Um yeah. which which overall was Oh, yeah, this one's heavy. Yeah, it is. You have experience and stuff in it. Lots of stuff going on it. I don't know. That cover, I mean, I know Fallout fans will be excited about it, but oh, that yeah. doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, the 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 Fallout Shelter one has a beautiful cover. It's colorful. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see that one on the shelf, you're going to be more intrigued by it. Very much. It looks like a lunchbox. It really does. Uh, and to the point where, like, even the, the, the top part of it looks like it has a handle. So it's intriguing by that. I, I do have one problem, though. I, as much as it's kind of cool, I hate tins. Yep, tins are annoying. Uh, in fact, this one, you don't see it really on the camera, but there's a little yep. dent right on the top I of it. I see it every time you pull it down. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. And, it, and it's, that's how it came to me. Yep. And so it's nothing I can do about it uh, or other than trying to you know mess with it. And you don't really want to do that with the tin because you can make it worse than anything. Whereas... If you got like a hole or something in a box, you could just put a little tape on it and it'll protect it. Right. But they're both all things as we're talking about. They're both competitive. They both have amazing production value. Yes, for, they do. For their size difference. That one has good little plastic minis for your your workers. Uh, I love the fact that, that the cards on that one where you could put it over a building. Yeah, like clear transparent cards. So beautiful. Um, because they'll have like the, that built, that room went dark or there's a rad scorpion invasion coming into that room. Right. Another big thing about them is both of their combat is dice driven. So you could place your worker to fight one of the creatures in fallout shelter. You roll two dice. You have to meet a certain number. I think, I think it's like two dice. That one, I, what I like about the fallout board game when it comes to the dice system, I love the fact that they use the VAT system from the video game. Right. Whereas when you're rolling the dice, you're not worried about numbers because it's little body parts. And so like, if you're fighting a creature, you have to get heads and bodies. And so you're rolling your dice and be like, oh God, come on. All right. There's a head. There's a body. Oh God, I'm going to get hit hard. Yes. (laughs) Because you're using both those dice for the attack plus checks. Yep. And so I, I like what they did a lot for that. Yeah, and just the way that they balance all those things, like like head is less common, but like head mm-hmm. body is there, but then you also have two dots on it, which is if you're in an attack, that's how much they're hitting you for. Yeah, so if you're attacking them, depending on the little star pieces that are on the sides, they're doing that damage to you multiplied by their level. So if you get three of those dots and they're a level two, you're getting six damage. Yeah, most certainly. <sighs> Yeah, the, and some of the other cool things it does, in Fallout Shelter, you're building out your shelter. Mm-hmm. So you're actually buying more uh, worker placement spots, really. Yeah. You're building them out. The, those are worth the, the points, I believe, right? Uh, well, it's one of the in-game scenarios, because you need to get your seventh room or eighth yeah. room uh, built to end a trigger. But another reason uh, what I like about it is because no matter, even if I'm building out these worker placement spots, yeah, it's looking good on my side of the vault. Your, you can go to those spots and I get a resource of my choice out of it. Right, which is pretty awesome. That's a very useful thing. So it's like, do I really... I, if I put this very powerful room into my my, my side of the vault, yeah. then yeah, I sometimes might get blocked from using it, but I get something out of it. And you're like, that's a really good thing. I need those resources, so I need to go there and right. do that. Am so, I willing to let you benefit from it too? For, sometimes yeah. it might make sense. Yeah, so I like that little push and pull. Yep. aspect of it 
but all in all, there there's not a lot of comparison where they're they're, they're the same aspect, right. other than the fact that they're great produced. They do have dice combat. Uh, some of the best art in Fantasy yep. Flight. Um, oh, and the big thing, they're both modular boards. Uh, yeah. So you set up the fallout in a certain way depending on the scenario you're doing. This one is just dependent upon the rooms that you're drawing and placing out into your part of the shelter. So other than that, I don't really have a lot of equality on them, but there is good points when it comes to the contrasting part Yes. Because this is where you really want to know which one you would like over the other. Right. So, as we talked about, one was a worker placement, the other one's a dice checker. Which yep. would you prefer? What do you prefer more, worker placement or dice checker? I checking? prefer worker placement, despite, well, I'll get into more detail later, yeah. but I, as a general mechanism, I would prefer worker placement. Yes. I agree with you. I, worker placement is like one of my favorite uh, aspects of it, but the one thing I really like about this dice checker is one, first off, the dice are really cool. I also like how they play off uh, special... Both of them play off the special system and right. pretty good in comparison to like the board games and stuff like that. The only thing I would say is that Fallout, the board game, plays the special system uh, better than I agree uh, with that, Fallout Shelter. In Fallout Shelter, you just get like a single resource more depending on mm -hmm. if you go to a spot that you have the symbol for. Yeah. This, you get the specific abilities... Depending on what items you have, what scenarios you're doing, what checks you need to complete, re you have re-rolls for it. Yeah. Which really, re-rolls shouldn't be super thematic. But what I really liked about it is that when you get uh, when you get one of those special tokens and you already have it, mm -hmm. and you choose to it, you get like a super beefy power that you they get one time yeah. use. Which is really fun. And th those are amazing. And then you just put them back and then someone else can get them later. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on what's going on. Um... I really do like that aspect of it because it just makes the special system. So for people who aren't familiar with the special system, it's basically how you build your character in the Fallout game. You give them more strength or perception. Uh, these are the letters. It's strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. And they, these are all different stats you can give your character in the board game. Yep. If you're really big in strength, you maybe want to be a melee character who can carry a lot of stuff. But if you're more into intelligence and stuff like that, you're more medical or a doc or something like that. So there's different parameter or things you can do in the game that, that right. makes it a big time RPG game. And this one gives you a little bit more of that feel because right. when you pick your character, they come with one special character. So if I'm playing like the Vault Dweller, Vault Dweller I have intelligence and then I get a random one. He's playing, who did you play? Um, I was the guy with the suit. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the, for... the the Brotherhood Outcast. So yes. you had Strength, I think, was your first one. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I had Strength as my first one, and then everything else was just, like, super beefy armor. Yeah, and but there was I an attraction for you. I basically murdered everything that I was part of. But there was an attraction for you, Oh, too. yeah, I can only move slow. Yeah, so there, it, it does play thematically well. Yep. It, this one, actually, uh, Fallout Shelter does play thematically well to the game it's compared to, because yes. you're building a vault. Uh, only thing that jumped out at me was Legendary Encounters Matrix. Oh, apparently there's going to oh, be a Legendary Encounter Matrix. Matrix. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, check the Gen Con list. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, the dice chucking, again, I do like on this one a lot. Yep. This one is just basically if you beat the monster, if you roll an 8 or something like that. Yep. Fallout Shelter is. Uh, anything jumps out to you, the difference between them? Um, I mean, 
I, I do like the fact that, yes, there is there is combat in Fallout Shelter, mm-hmm. but it's kind of just like, it just takes up a work replacement spot, and you can try to defeat it, but you also don't have to. You can just be, like, using everything else. And you else get a reward for it, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a good incentive to do it, but it's not necessary. Well, this yeah, you definitely yeah, have it, to defeat. It does, stuff. because if you're not um, tearing up the monsters, uh, that could be an in-game trigger and nobody wins. Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's too many of them. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, now, coming into this, like I said, I did not know anything about the IP for either of them. Mm-hmm. So, there is one of them that sticks out to me that I now want to learn more about the IP because of the game. And after we break down these five, I'm going to kind of give it more or less a rating and explain why mm-hmm. I think of these. But let's break down the actual like five criteria that we normally go off of. Okay. There is one that is significantly easier to play. Shelter. Um, and that's shelter. Fall yeah. shelter is much easier to play. If you're familiar with worker placement, then you're going to be fine with this game because it's yes. it does nothing different with the worker placement stuff. The yes. only thing it does different compared to other worker placements is the transparency cards. And yes. all they do is either close off something or set something up for that's you. That's right. And whereas the other one, the, the base game, the Fallout, is that you're taking an action system. You get two actions. Mm-hmm. move, interact, fight, whatever. Standard, like, fantasy flight style. Yeah. I do actions. have to say one thing I like about the Fallout game that they do when it comes to those standard actions. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few games I've ever seen where you can split your movement and do your second action. So you can right. move into a spot you need to, fight a thing, and then finish your movement. Uh, for Even though that was your first action, you still can finish it after you do your second action. I like that. That is very intriguing to me. I wish more games did something like that. Right. Exactly. Like, why Why should you have to stop your movement just mm-hmm. because you're stopping your movement? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then, so ease of play definitely goes to that one. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, replay value. Oh, this one's real simple. The replay value it goes to uh, Fallout, the core game. Yeah. Uh, the reason being is there is one full expansion called New California Republic. For that there's that and it gives you more stuff gives you more scenarios gives you longer scenarios uh, and then it has the atomic bonds expansion which turns the game into a co-op which i really really dig i'm fine with it as a competitive game but i really dig it as a co-op yeah. I, I i like the fact that we had to work together to do certain things yeah, you're really good about killing something mm-hmm. and i was really good about setting stuff up for everybody else so going to the shop and setting up the cards uh going to yep. diamond city and doing the investigations and stuff like that yep and we all worked really well together <laughs> Don was all about advancing the storyline and right? exploring too and exploring yeah. yeah he was fantastic at that so as far as replay value yeah i mean that you're gonna get more bang for your buck on that game i mean it's just the way that the scenarios work like mm-hmm. you start off with this like, the scenario itself tells you what card you start with, but then all the branching storylines that go from there, yeah. you can play the same scenario and end with very drastically different gameplay. Yeah. That I don't see in almost any game, much less an IP game. Yeah, and what I like about the co-op addition to it, too, is that uh, when you choose which scenario you're going to play, and yeah. you can choose either the base game scenario or the New California scenario or... Mm-hmm. The expanded scenario so i showed you the difference between the two and you're like oh my god that board is huge yeah so if you want a longer game where you have the time for it then yeah do the new california yeah but what's cool about it is once you made your de- decision on which one you're going to play then you pull out another sheet and then you decide who you're going to work with because there's always yeah. two factions to every sheet and so you're just deciding okay i'm going to work with this uh, faction or this faction you just flip it over 
and then you have a set scenario that's going on there. And so whenever you have to put up a star or a shield token out there, it has the character monster that you have to fight. So that shield is this power the whole time. Yeah. So I liked a lot about what it did as a co-op. How about meaningful choice? This one, it, this one is tricky to me because I think they're both really good on the meaningful choice part of it. Yeah. Uh, because again, one's a worker placement, so it's all about good choices. Yeah. But it's meaningful choice to the extent of I'm going to go here. These are the resources I'm going to get. And now I can use this to go fight this, right. or go get this item, or give me another worker, or let me train this worker. There's not a lot of like massive things that you have to do, but you do have to be smart at how you play the game. Yeah. Because again, it's the first person to get all of their boards because I think it's six. Uh, so it's like three right. on this side, three on this side. So yeah, you need to get six. And so you have to make a good, a lot of choices. But what I like about Fallout the board game is that card system because, because of the way the story is being told to you, it gives you a lot of choices uh, because it's like, here's your options. Do you do this? You do this. Oh, wait, you can't do this because you don't have this ability. So right. do this, this, or this. But I feel like a lot of those are arbitrary. Yeah. Too. Like, um, that was, I mean, at the, dis at the, um, description of the, the, the storyline mm -hmm. itself, it, some of them could be very arbitrary and they're purposefully vague on that basis because they don't want to just like reveal to you what's, what's the easier choice or what mm -hmm. makes the most sense and, and it will give you like essentially a moral dilemma yeah which you have to just debate Decide, on yeah. your character and thinking well is this the time that i save this person knowing i probably won't it the, the interesting about it too is like and i keep going back to the fact that we played it as a co-op is that when you're doing the co-op mode sometimes you don't have a choice you only can do the second part because yep. you're not loyal or you're not working with the other faction right. so if uh, there's two options and only two options on there and one of them deals with one faction, so in our case, the railroad, yep. that's who we were working with, and the other one is the Institute, you can't do the Institute one because you're, right. you're working against them. So yeah, it gives a lot of that agency away. Yeah. But what I also like about... the base game, though, it's still... Yeah. It's still like just one of those things that you, you're not totally aware of... Well, that and your, also... Where you're, the ultimate reaction and also for the fact like uh in the base game too if you're loyal to one faction you can't do the other factions action right so that's the whole difference really in the co-op and the independent one is that in the co-op you're starting loyal to one faction so you can never do it once yeah. you get loyal to another faction you can't really work for so like if i'm loyal to the institute i can't work for the the uh the railroad yeah. because i'm loyal to one faction or another uh so yeah it does take some choices what i also think it loses itself in the co-op is that even though we're working together, if I'm reading the card for you, I already know what the choices are. And if it, if you're not playing correctly, we played fine, but it could lead to someone going, Ooh, well, well. Yeah. yeah. It's giving you hints of which one would be the better action. It kind of takes you out of the game a little bit. Right. Uh, but other than that, I think there is much more meaningful choice in fallout shelter. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh, well, we'll come back to the merchants. Pieces and components, they're both fantasy flight. Oh. Um, the, one of the cool things that Fallout Shelter does that I think is worth uh, noting is that they use the same color cubes and you're putting those on the different spots for the resources. Mm -hmm. Normally, I hate that in games. Yeah. Because I'm like, because just you have give a... me the pieces mm -hmm. for the thing. It's easier for me to count. This does it really well mm -hmm. because they also have a meter of how many of each of them you can contain. Yeah. 
and that actually ends and up and it tells you what really the different well. resource yeah. is and the fact that they had to cut out board mm-hmm. and the open spots for it it's like okay that's actually like you i've never had a problem with that and in fact so much to the point where it solves colorblindness issues because mm-hmm. then it's like all the resources like, are the what same what color is that piece yeah. right it's literally just like oh you're, it's it's a meter how yeah. many do you have of each Exactly. Another thing I like about it, too, is the big thing about uh, Fallout games mm-hmm. is the little bobbleheads that you get throughout the game. Yeah. Your workers are the different bobbleheads, yeah. so you have, like, the intelligence, the mm-hmm. the strength, because you get, I think, seven throughout the entire game, which yeah. is the entire special line. However, they don't really have that kind of power, in a sense. They're just right. your workers, but they just look like the different bobbleheads. But yeah. sometimes it gets you a little thematic into it. It's like, okay, I'm going to send this guy to get trained in intelligence because he's got a little uh, graduation cap there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it gets you a little bit into it. But uh, out of the two, uh, I think I really – the thing for me that pushes it over the edge when it comes to the art production is Fallout, uh, the board game. Yep. Those dice. I love those dice because the VAT system... They're it, a little hard to read. That's my only problem with it. Now, granted... They're black no, and green. How are they hard to read? Because it's, you're looking for one little part that's coming yeah, okay. in on the bottom, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, I get that. It, it's pretty easy to, to distinguish once you just take As someone who's but, played Fallout, I love it because it's showing the actual system right. that you use in Fallout, uh, which is like kind of like you... You push a button and it gives you to the, the thing and you can like target the arms or the heads yeah. or something like that. And because of choices you make in the game, you can set up your guy to be really good at headshots or limb shots and stuff like that. So yeah. when it's doing it in that thing, I'm like, okay, I, I just imagine the noise that you hear in Fallout when you pull up the VAT system. When I'm rolling those dice, I'm like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah it, it was pretty good. Um, PC components, like they both have miniatures. The miniatures are pretty decent in... The miniatures are nicer in Fallout because uh, it's a bigger game. Right, right. Yeah, but even the tiny ones are yeah. still pretty good. The the components, I love the clear cards. Those are great. Uh, I lo- yeah, that's my um, big thing about Fallout Shelter. There was that. some fundamental problems that you even pointed out, like as far as the components go in Fallout, the board game. And that's the uh, the, the double-layered board that we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I have to glue them. Yeah. Because yeah. they keep popping out. Yep. And so, and there's the like, it's, warp. It's a really cool board. Yes, they're warped, so I have to put some books on them and just to unwarp them. Yep. There is some issues. Yep. The cardstock's really good, though. In cardstock's both games. great. Yep. Especially for how tiny the cards are in Fallout Shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love, again, the clear cards. They're, they're so nice. Uh, they really are. That's what makes that game really yeah. above the rest. Because you still see the room in the back. My favorite card in that entire game is when the room's blacked out, and when you put yes. it on, you kind of still see yeah, the other it's, room. it's like slightly transparent, but mostly it's But black. it's so yeah. dim. Yeah. <laughs> I it's love that, that card. That card is great. Uh, but both are really good when it comes... And it's because it's Fantasy Flight. The one thing Fantasy Flight doesn't skip out on is the production value. That's right, yeah. Uh, so we skipped it, Game Immersion. All right, Game Immersion. Game Immersion, we got to talk about which one feels it. Now, I am... Uh, I'm gonna. I'll say my piece about this first because you are familiar with the actual IP. Yeah. Um, having not played any of the video games, I'm familiar with Skyrim. I'm familiar with other things from Bethesda. 
but having not played this game, I am not interested in the world myself. Mm -hmm. uh, Fallout just doesn't interest me. I'm not really a post-apocalyptic kind of guy. Okay. Um, I know it's like alternate 1950s or whatever. I'm somewhat familiar with it just because I have so many people who know about uh, it. Fallout, the, just to tell you, it's not. It's kind of alternate 1950s. It's just that the world got stuck in the 50s. Right, right. And exactly. so, because the, when the bombs drop is like... Uh, 2073 or something like that, or 2053, something right, like that. Exactly. So it got stuck in the 70s. 50s. Uh, yeah, 50s, whatever. Yeah, it got stuck some time ago. <laughs> right. I, I'm not necessarily familiar with the theme. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, as far as when I played Fallout Shelter, um, it didn't really feel like I was building a shelter. Like, I, I don't know that I felt like I was yeah. saving people's lives because, for one, we're playing versus, you know. We're building shelters. We're not like paving anything. I out. only like, just recently yeah. found this out. You know what the theme is in that? Huh. We're building that fallout shelter. We're trying to be the best fallout shelter. This way, we become the overseer of the uh, the vault. Okay, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> that, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's a great theme, but that it doesn't is... really come out. And right. again, researching the stuff for this episode, right. I I only just learned that. Yeah, it, it, see, I didn't know that, and so. It was fine. Like, I didn't really care much for the the monster battles. Like, mm -hmm. I would normally just let other people fight them. So I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Uh, but, Fallout the board game. Now, this is 100% uh, not the kind of game I would normally like. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's random encounters. There's fighting. There's area control. There's, and I'm speaking as a versus game specifically. There's area control. There is, um, you know dice-based combat there's mm -hmm. it takes like three hours not, uh, not really but i mean you're you're kind of when you become the different parts of the faction of the verses there's yeah. a little bit of like yeah. like like where what areas are controlled yeah there's the, and there's also vault 84 right you yeah know, you kind of want to be the main guy there yeah but there's a lot of different things and it takes like three hours to get like two points you know mm -hmm. it's a hundred percent not the kind of game i would like yeah it's with that being the opposite said, i told you directly i like halfway through i was playing out like this is the kind of game that's getting me interested in the ip yeah and, and there, there's been a few games that very that impactful you. yeah and so that he's just explaining uh fallout better than what i did because i basically said they just got stuck in the 50s yeah yeah exactly so and thank you for joining us first time chat um, yeah, it, so this is actually something that I would actually be interested in playing the video game now. Yeah. This game immersion is what set that game apart. This is one of those games where I'm like, I can see myself getting into the world because of the board game, like Star Trek Panic and like Firefly did. This is very intriguing. Because you do really get that immersion in this yes. game. There is the standout moments when... We're chucking that dice, and you're like, I got one re-roll left. I need two. I need a two dot. And you roll it, and you get those two dots, and you're like, yes, I made yeah. that success. It's exciting. Because it was like a perception check four. Perception was the only thing you were trained on that you could do yep. a re-roll. Yep. So I, I do love that aspect of it. It really gets you into it. I did feel like I was the uh, a vault dweller because I was making the interactions and you know mm -hmm. set things up and seeding the board, uh, like some of the, the things. Our friend Dom was like building because he's an NCR ranger, so he's building the board for right. us, opening things up. Uh, and you were just a tank going out there and willing and dealing yeah. and taking everything I out. I only got lost a single fight, maybe one. I think you lost one because you lost your gun. 
because uh, I was trying to help you on yes. that one, and you had to, you yeah. lost your gun, but then you're like, I got this, so I'm going to dig through the discard pile to yeah. get that gun and back. And now I have a sniper, sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I, I I really do feel the the board game itself, the Fallout board game, gives you so much more immersion. Yep. So, if, like, if this was a debate, for me personally, as much as I like Shelter, I would pick Fallout the board game. Absolutely. Now, here's my caveat for this. Um, it just... To your taste. If you like Euro games, worker placement games, Fallout Shelter is the game for yeah. you. It plays, it's not a, qu- a quick game. It plays anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on sure. how quick you guys are going. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and Fallout the board game, if you're Ameritrash, you like these thematic big games, this is the game for you. Fallout the board game is what yep. you want or if you're like a really really big fan of the video games themselves mm-hmm. this is going to give you that feel now as, from a non-fallout standpoint uh i if i rated these games mm-hmm. as a fan of euro games fallout shelter would be about a seven out of ten for me Which that's, is a, that's about what i would do it's okay. still a good game i do have a question a before you keep going yes. with your 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 system do you do a straight tens point system or you do a 20 yes. point system 20-point systems okay. where you give, like, the point fives. Oh, I might. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's a 20-point system. It's not a 10-point system. <laughs> so, 7 out of 10 is good. A point five is half a point. That's not a 20-point system. But you're giving 20 points, basically. No, half points are points. points. No, they're half a point. No, I, they're not a point. I do a straight system. My my thing is if it's not good enough. Where am I now? <laughs> okay. Why does this matter? Seven out of ten. Well, I say it like this. Seven out of ten. So you say seven out of ten. If but I'm gonna go how somewhere, how about I give you my scores and then you figure out whatever point? No, no, weird no. Variable. I'm telling you why I have like the issues with the seven point five system. If you're not gonna give it an eight, then why are you giving it a seven point five? Then it's a seven. That's my thing. You know, I go a hundred point system apparently. <laughs> okay. Because I'll do it like eight point four. You know, it's... why does any of that? <sighs> you know, uh, normally it's him that's stressed from me. Yeah. What? What well, is going nice on? It's nice to be this way. All right. You see why I do it so often? Um, no, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. The Fallout board game, um, which I feel probably definitely captures the essence of Fallout the video mm-hmm. game. I would give that a 9 out of 10. Really? I think it's a really solid game. And that expansion only pushed Push like, it how much more. Yeah. And this is one of those games where it takes everything I don't like about board games and says, this is how you do it right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it this does. is your exception to the rule. That's 100%. I would gladly I will, play that again. I will say caveat uh, with the Fallout board game. If you... Uh, what I like about it a lot, I prefer it as co-op. So if you buy this game, I highly recommend going for the co-op version, buying the co-op expansion. I run a play or trash tree. <laughs> these are both definitely play. Yeah, these are uh, these are very much play. Uh, for me, if I was going to get a rating system, I agree with you. Fallout Shelter is a 7 out of 10. I, I like it. It's really good. It's a nice little worker placement. For me, Fallout the board game when it's competitive is also a 7 out of 10 for me. Because of that co-op, just because I like the way it works, because you're not only working on the story mode itself, yeah. you have to meet a certain amount of goals. It's one per player, so if you're playing a three-player game, you need three of the four goals. Uh, it jumps it to almost a 10. I agree with you. It's probably a 9 out of 10 with the co-op system. Cool. So like a 9.5, right? No. 
If it's not perfect. It's not perfect by any means. There are some issues with it. Yep. Some of the cards that come up that just don't really do anything for you. Right. Um, it's very hard for me to give a 10 to a game, but that co-op makes it a 9 out of 10. Cool. Awesome. So, again, this and to add on to what Illuminous said earlier, I really hope that this... If Fallout is an IP that you've enjoyed, it, uh, to any of our listeners, consider checking out Fallout mm-hmm. the board game. Because we, as someone who doesn't care about the theme and generally doesn't like Fantasy Flight games, I was incredibly impressed by it. Yeah, I know. I, 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 well, I love... I'm big in the IPs. And I really, really enjoy these ones a lot. Uh, yeah. I like the Fallout Shelter, the, the app game. I, I think it's fun. If you really do enjoy that one, Fallout Shelter, the board game, is going to give you that feel in a sense. Okay. You, you don't get to control the entire um, vault system like you do in Shelter. But Fallout, the board game, if you really want that feel of Fallout, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But both of these are really good games. Very good. All right, with that being said, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever want to join us on one of our live episodes, you certainly can. Like our friends Illuminous, first-time chatters as well. Anybody who joins us on twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames can join in live on the chat and offer their opinions. Uh, you can also find all video re-uploads on YouTube at uh, youtube.com at everydayboardgames. 2020, I believe. If you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like a video and comment down, comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on the on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at Everyday Board Games 2020, whether that's to enter in future contest ideas, whether it's to give us ideas for upcoming episodes, or to just join in on the chat and say hello. Everyday Board Games 2020 at gmail.com. And with that being said, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.